Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to his purpose. God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my friends. That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. God has given her an ability to help people change the narrative of their life. If you do not genuinely believe in prayer, then there's no point in doing it. Hindsight with God, you understand, but yeah, in the middle of stuff, you just gotta hang on and trust Him. We're not supposed to do for God, we're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. God is able to bless you abundantly. If He can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, so more can He do for you. My family and my husband and I sat in the store before we opened and we just prayed over the store and that we would unapologetically show the love of Christ. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay humble, seek God, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God's Word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast His love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for him. And we are so excited to talk to you today because we're talking with Jessica Simpson. She's the owner and operator of Let's Say Grace here in Northwest Florida. And she's going to tell us a little bit more about it, planning these dinners, getting people together, spending time in fellowship. And this is Jessica Simpson, not the Jessica Simpson, the tuna fish chicken lady. <laughs> you got that right. My, I always tell everybody, my husband did this to me. He really did that to you. He did. I chose to say yes, knowing it was coming, but he definitely did. That, that is the combination of our two become one. I became Jessica Simpson. The, so today we're hearing from Jessica Simpson, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to disappoint anyone out there. (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. So Jessica, we've been friends for a while and I stalked you all on Instagram. I didn't know it was you behind the let's say grace.co and everything you're posting. I'm like, these people are sold out to Jesus. They love the Lord. This is all about him. We got to get y'all on the podcast. And you messaged me and you're like, Hey, uh, Ricky, it's Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) sorry to burst your bubble (laughs) it's like this looks like this big I don't know if it looks like this big gigantic staff but it does it is definitely a um one woman although with many hands um helping when I need them yeah because of where we started and where we are now um behind the scenes. So I'm like, Hey, it's me. Uh, So although we did know each other before this, you didn't, you didn't know it was me when you, when you saw us. Exactly. And I I love your Instagram. I I love what you're posting and I love that you're getting people together and having this fellowship around the table. It's just, it's really great. So I would love for you to tell us what let's say grace co does. Sure. So, um, 
currently we we sort of have two paths that we could go down um the first one is the most unique and it's the reason that we started and so it is sort of a pop-up dinner party or um public dinner party event um and so that's where we sell it by we sell our um, dinners by the seat so you can buy one seat at an eight person table uh, and you have no idea who's going to be in the other seven seats, but that's the that's the fun of it. So yeah. uh, we just sort of bring people together, especially in a time where we haven't been able to get together. Um, this has been a unique path to go down. So there, there's that side of it, and then there's also just private dinners, um, and there there are picnics as well. We have I have all the equipment to do all that, but um, but there's also private dinners, and and those can vary certainly um, according to an event. We just did our very own little private intimate um, wedding, so that was so sweet. Yes. Um, so it's yeah. There, there's two paths. You know, private events are pretty easily understandable, but the public events and the and the sort of like a pop up dinner is a, a more unique thing. I mean, this is amazing. I have goosebumps. Okay. So you guys are out of Navarre beach, right? That's your home. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is what they posted heading into Holy week. It says, and I'm reading their invitation for Palm Sunday beach picnic. Okay. Oh, it says, this is amazing. Like you're going to get encouraged <laughs> from their invite. It says, join us for a beach picnic plus devotional. As we enter Holy week, we'll plan to share some light eats, refreshments, and a devotional. You'll leave having met new friends with a palm branch to symbolize Jesus's triumphant entrance into Jerusalem and with a true <laughs> appreciation of the start of Holy week. We can't wait to meet you. Why didn't I see this <laughs> before? I would have love to have you at that that was actually rained out so oh no sad times but we were so excited um to have that event and uh we do so just so you know the way that let's say grace started is Mm -hmm. my husband and I have been a part a part of a small group sort of just like a bible study group that met every week um just because then these people came from different walks of life, different churches, we actually all met in like the daycare space. <laughs> so oh, that's great. Yeah. All of our kids went to daycare together that we saw them at birthday parties and we just mm-hmm. kind of started talking and um, realized that we all were lovers of Jesus and, and, and devout in our followership, but lacking in our, um, in our really like real life daily walk with, uh, with, followers. So, you know, we had a church family, but a lot of times our church family, they come, they're in different seasons. They, you know, they're older, they have older kids. Um, and this group sort of came together naturally around our kids. So we decided to start meeting once a week, um, or yeah, once a week just to study either a series or a certain book and just whatever's going on in our life, we, we decided to start studying. And so then we, we worked that group into, obviously we would have dinners together. And so our first big dinner, speaking of Holy Week, was um, a Seder meal. So a a traditional Passover meal that is and mimics the redemption of Jesus and and is the Last Supper. So uh, we had that first one like five years ago with that group. Um, And that was that is one of our favorites. It is by far my favorite dinner to have to go through the traditional order of the Seder and then to um, enjoy, you know, the company of those that are around us. So we, we moved that to within our small group, we lost 
we lost one of our small group members. Um, he passed away at 36 years old. Um, oh, it was tragic. Uh, he was a wounded warrior. So that was the basis of his passing. But, um, and so then we brought about his, on the anniversary of his passing, the, what we call the captain's dinner. So his name was Chris, Captain Chris Cochran. And so we always had a dinner on the anniversary of his passing. That was his favorite meal. So uh, basically a steak meal the captain's dinner became our next big dinner that we did with just this group. So, um, and then we grew into, because we wanted to celebrate mothers, our mother's day tea and, and things like that. So the, the dinners with this particular group started to get more elaborate, but also the connections started to get much, much deeper, even though we were studying generally scripture or something, um, with this crew, Mm-hmm. The dinners just really brought us around the table. Um, they brought the community to life that, you know, we got to laugh. Our kids were running. They usually always ended in some sort of um, worship music. One of our members um, is a guitar player. And so anyways, it, it always ended with all of us in an entertaining space with music playing, worship music, and generally some karaoke that ended up obnoxious but anyways um that's so, so fun though that's what it's all about like no, getting together and fellowshipping and doing yeah. life together yeah yeah I'm so encouraged so, by it yeah yeah the more that we sat around the table and sort of like okay let's say grace mm-hmm. that sort of became this like for me this anthem of people and the human race and connection and community and fellowship and worship and and the outward sign of the glory that is that we live inwardly and and how can we create this for other people and how and I love this group and we still have this group but but how do we do that outside essentially not the walls this group didn't have walls but uh, you know with people we didn't know and other groups like my kids play sports and I'm connected to those people so like let's have it let's bring those guys together and and, and not be, not necessarily like we're bringing everybody together to study the Bible or to even have a devotional or any, like it, it's just to have people meet us, hear about our day and our week and for who we are as Christians to be weaved into that conversation so that people sort of figure out, you know, they're really, I, I mean, I hope people think we're really great people, but like, they're really great people. Like why? Right. Maybe it's, maybe it's this that makes them different or maybe it's this that makes them want to do it. And it becomes a real life, active, applied faith that you get from certainly studying scripture and knowing it, but also just the feeling of community and fellowship. Um, And that's where it was born from that, that group and sort of branching out um, from that group. So I love that this is an idea that started five years ago and you just love the idea. And so you're like, how can I encourage others to experience this? You know, and yeah, I- it's 2022. It's great. <laughs> well, and it was kind of like right after COVID, the overwhelming sense of being indoors and locked up and not mm-hmm. near and all of those things um, kind of like lit the fire to when we can get back together, like let's do it in a really big way. And then aside from that, the idea that coming together after this sort of national crisis that Mm -hmm. has caused 
so many, I don't, I'm not getting up on a soapbox, but like yeah. mental health issues and oh, lack of sure. faith and yep. isolation, like the thing, this thing that has compounded a lot of these issues, um, it just kind of gave traction to the desire to want to bring people together. But like, really, since we've done it, and it worked so well, in those previous five years, you know, like our, our inspiration really was to have no more than, you know, 10 to 12 people or somewhere around that so that it's the conversation can keep going, but there's enough people there that it does feel intimate. And then you really like get to know somebody. And I don't know that that happens, you know, in a first meeting, certainly, but hopefully there's a, that our prayer is that there's a uniqueness to that gathering that sort of sticks. And the thing is, is that you're doing it. Like to me, this sounds like an idea where you're just like, I just love to get together with people and have dinner and we're just going to do this and call it, let's say grace. And we're going to talk about like, I, I know you guys are out there. Like, I mean, maybe you are, but I just know when I get friends together, it's sometimes it's a little awkward to just be like, um, Jesus, right. Oh, you're Jesus. Right. You know, Absolutely. it is and it, you know, how do you, and I, I'm saying this for the person listening, because it's like, how do you take an experience where your believers and maybe one person is, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know, you, you know, you're having a dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, let's say grace, like, how do you transform the room and say, everybody stop talking and close your eyes and we're going to pray now, you know, like, how do you let say grace? How do you do that? So it's funny. It's much simpler than it sounds. Um, first of all, two, two answers to that question. So first of all, the company is named let's say grace. So going on and reading about, um, like who we are and understanding what the phrase, let's say grace means generally gives somebody an idea that during the dinner, we're going to say grace. Okay. So like, that's sort of, I mean, up until now (laughs) that has been like an understood thing, but also because, so the second part of that, because the company is literally called let's say grace Mm -hmm. at the moment where we get our plates. Um, there's kind of this thing where you're like, do we do it? Like is now when we do it. And then somebody sort of says, okay, let's Let's say grace. grace. So yeah. Like even thinking about it, it's like, yeah, that's right. We get our plates. We sit down. Like somebody might be slacking. Somebody's running late. Somebody's like making the food. And I'm like, let's talk about Jesus. Let's say grace. How do you do it? Yeah, no, that's totally it. Like, well, first of all, it's as simple as now you have to know my husband to know that how incredibly goofy is, but like the man like embraces the moment, whether it's, it, it, whether it's awkward or not, but especially if it is awkward. It's so, always awkward. Why? Yeah. How is it not awkward? Right. Well, like, here's the deal. Like, you know, back, like there's cliches all over the world that are like, get out of your comfort zone. So exactly. this, is, this is definitely one of them. And in, in, in my eyes, like a good way. So it's kind of like yes. this okay, everybody's got their plates. And then you're like, (laughs) ready for somebody to say it, like who's going to say it. So then generally, um, at the ones where my husband's been at, it's like, let's say grace. And then we say grace. I mean, we say a prayer. So, you know, that's like the invitation, like with the Holy spirit to come in, to be a part of this, to welcome into this space, to, um, these are like specifically like the public dinners, the private ones are a much easier. Mm -hmm. Um, but, so that's sort of where you say the prayer and, and then 
so at the public dinner, the, the best way to describe the awkwardness is we, we try really hard to have somebody that sort of will lead the conversation. If it starts to die down with the group, like not so much like, what do you think of Jesus or, um, anything? Yeah. We really don't ever kind of go there. It's kind of like, we do let's see grace and the prayer and there's the invitation. And then it's like this camaraderie and like, let's get to know each other. And so, yeah. Um, so there's always sort of a conversation leader, like, you know, as simple as what, where would you travel to if you had all the money in the world, you know, and then you start to learn about people. And those are like the conversation starters that are really fun. And at our last dinner, um, we le- <laughs> actually, <laughs> we learned that one of our attendees was a private chef, or I guess that would be a private chef on a yacht. So like what? Okay. her job for like three years was just to be a private chef on someone's yacht. And so that was fascinating to listen to her and all her stories. And then it compounded our whole dinner because like the chef that I used mostly is, I don't know if you know him, but chef Bob with, I, okay. Um, you know how I know chef Bob Okay, from Don no. Barton. Do you know Don Barton? Like, this Oh, is, I do. Yeah. Yeah. She uses chef Bob. Okay. So yeah, chef Bob is obviously he's the executive chef at Olive Baptist church. Um, okay. He, that too. Okay. That's there his you full-time go. role. Yes. I've had his salad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's Anything great. chef Bob makes is incredible. So like, <laughs> He is, the, he was like Birmingham chef of the year. He has catered to the white house. He is now the executive chef at Olive Baptist church and started Emerald coast private chefs. So chef Bob, who is incredible yeah, comes out and I'm like, Hey, chef Bob, uh, you know, one of our attendees has been, her name was Amy has, is, has been a private chef on a, on a yacht and like chef Bob of all people start sweating. He's like, Oh my gosh, is it okay? Is it good? How, how, how'd you like my plating? And, and then it turned into this whole, like chef Bob got to meet somebody he'd never met and, and really like talk about his culinary skill skills. And yeah. It's That's just it's all wild how That's things great. unfold. Yeah, it's good. So um, do you do all your catering through Emerald Coast private or, or do you do all your catering with Chef Bob or do you cook sometimes as well? Uh, I do not cook. <laughs> Jessica Simpson like, does not cook, you guys. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> No, my goal is to do it with, um, caterers. And I've talked to, I've talked to another one who is, um, specifically, uh, like doing some like private hibachis, which Mm -hmm. I'm really hopeful will happen. Mm -hmm. But up until now, honestly, I've used chef Bob because I know him. I love him. He's always available and, um, he's just incredible. So, but I'm like open to other ones, but nothing's going wrong. (laughs) Right. Chef Chef Bob's Bob, got it. And he's so cool and he's so good and he loves the Lord just like I do. So yeah. So yeah. Something that's so funny. I feel like we need to get Chef Bob on the podcast. I don't know this guy, but the only time I've ever heard of him is on this podcast. Like the only oh. time I've ever heard his name is in the 30 minutes that we recorded this podcast. So Dude. three times. Yeah. Chef okay. Bob is the real deal. Like <laughs> I will connect you to him. Okay. Let's yeah. I love We're going to have some chef Bob on. I love the idea of just saying, Hey, this is how many seats that we have available. This is the price. This is who's going to cater it. And then the location. So where do you guys meet up? So that is, um, always, different. So there's, we've been, it depends on the venues. So, you know, we try to make it 
affordable for people. So Mm -hmm. if you were to call Chef Bob um, or any private chef company, it is then have it in your backyard and like cater it directly to what you want. You know, it gets pricey. So our understanding is that we're trying to keep the prices affordable, um, but still have that sort of custom feel. So really uh, we did our first one at Long Hollow um, Long Hollow Creatives, which is in Pensacola, if you've ever heard of it. Yes, I've heard of it through several people. Oh Again, never met them, but have heard about them through the podcast. Okay. Anna Grace <laughs> Carrick is the um, like house manager. Yeah, house- she's the scheduler, house manager, I guess. Anyways, it's a very beautiful space. Um, you should yes. check it out. We just but- had coffee last week. That's hilarious. Okay. Oh my God. All right. This, yeah. well, this area is so small. Y'all come down to Pensacola, Navarre Beach, and you'll meet everyone. That's you'll right. meet Jessica Simpson, like just going to the grocery store. Okay. That's right. how it That's is right. down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were probably talking to Anna Grace about Nisi, which is another fabulous thing you should talk about. I know. So. I know. I'm trying to get her on. You got to oh, encourage her for me. Just tell her oh, it's yeah. you know, really easy and it's all about Jesus. Oh, absolutely. I will. <laughs> um, so I actually talked to, have you ever heard of Coldwater Gardens? No, I have not. They're in Milton, like okay. way out in the middle of nowhere, but like right on Coldwater Creek and they have glamping and tree houses and cottages and all these things, but they have a really beautiful space um, and a plant nursery and things like that. So mm. I talked to her about doing some, um, some let's say graces out there. And so I'm looking forward to that, but really it's just, honestly, I'll do one in your backyard and we'll invite seven or eight people that don't know each other. Um, but so that's, that's where the uniqueness of it comes in, trying to find the venues and keep the prices down for, for people that are, <laughs> don't want to spend an arm and a leg. Yeah. It's about getting together. And that's right. I don't know if you feel like this, but this morning I had an event to go to for work. And before I got there, it was like all kinds of things were like keeping me from wanting to go from like actually going. And I just knew I'm like, I'm supposed to do this. It's my responsibility. Like I need to go, I need to show up and all this stuff. It's like, when you do show up, God is like, thank you. (laughs) That's exactly right. Which goes back to when you're like, you're really doing it, you know, like, okay, we're going to pick a date. We're going to pick a location. We got Mm -hmm. the chef ready. And it's like, you put it out there so that you give space to God to move. You know, there's a lot to say for, um, having a plan and not either taking that first step of faith or having a plan and it planned out so much that there's no room for God, you know? Right, 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 right. I, I really want to know what God has shown you by doing these events. Okay. That's a great question. I had to really think through, um, that other than the very most simplistic, form of community and, and connection. And Mm -hmm. so, um, the best way to probably put a bow on it is the, to go back to one of my favorite scriptures, which is uh, James four, eight, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, purify your hearts um, for your loyalty is divided between God and and the world. And really that's what in a season where I have some personal changes in my life and where I felt like <clears throat> our participation in our, in our small group with our group members was so beautiful that my husband and I felt like we wanted to expand it. Like we wanted that to go beyond um, our house and, and sort of like into the world to let God sort of take hold of it. The most interesting thing was 
is that drawing near to these people and creating these moments and, and, and bringing light to something as somewhat cliche as let's say grace mm-hmm. can very much be the simplest invitation for to draw near to God basically. And then for him to draw near to us. And in those moments to sit around the dinner table, to laugh, to have there be this glow in the candlelight, but also in, um, in people's faces in which when your loyalty can be divided between God and then what the world has for you or what your finances are or what your stressors are, that in the moment where you can draw near to him, it's really an opening up and it's, it's, it's just enjoying the communication that God can provide between those people with God. And then in some cases asking, you know, as far as the conversation goes, asking for counselors and counsel with those multiple people around the table. And, and so to me, the active nature of drawing near is really opening up um, and allowing God to move. Yeah. And I pulled up that scripture and it, it, this scripture is all about being humble. It's humility. The scripture before draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Actually, I'm going to go a couple more up. Do you mind if I read? It's like five, six and seven. So you read verse eight. Uh This is chapter four, verse five through seven says, or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble submit yourselves. Therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you, mm-hmm. man, just like resist from the devil. And he will flee from you. Like what is holding you back, you know, resist yeah. the devil and he will flee from you. And then to bring it home on verse eight, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Wow. That is so simple. Cleanse your hands, you sinners and purify your hearts. You double-minded. There is a cleansing that happens to you, to us. When we draw near to God, it's so simple. That's right. That's right. That's what we have experienced. And honestly, as again, I don't mean to be cliche, but like the moment where you're like, if I, if I buy a ticket to this table of eight, it's going to be awkward. It's going to be this. It's for those that have come, it's like, I just thought what could happen. Right. And to me, that's a a humble nature of I'm just me. I don't have a, safety of a friend or a, I mean, and some people do, but yeah. like, I'm just going to go here and leave myself open to whatever the conversation there is in front of me, whoever the Lord brings around me. And, and I'm not, you don't have to be a Christian to come to our, one of our dinners. So, right. but there is an appreciation that with the scripture you just read, James four, five is that he yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made within us. So there is this thing within us that in my opinion seeks grace seeks in this case community conversation um and in eagerness to open up and not be proud and then just like to submit yourself to what the lord has in store i just got this picture in my head it you know going down after verse 5 where it says yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us. And mm-hmm. then it talks about in verse six, God opposes the proud, but gives grace That's to right. the humble. <laughs> like 
literally, I just got the picture in my mind of everybody like stopping the chaos of like, la, 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 chatting, 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 yep. getting food and let's pray. Let's say grace. Yeah. Just that's it. That's what it is. Just an opening up of that, of that moment to sort of say grace, say thank you. And then allow God into the space and to acknowledge that there is that certainly God is here and there are, and there's a thankfulness around the table. God is here. It's so easy to forget that in our day-to-day lives, but God is with you. He is for you. He's not against you. I like always have to remind myself of that simple scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans yep. to prosper you and not to harm you plans That's to right. give you hope and a future. Like everything that he wants to give us is good. You know, bad things happen. Okay. Bad That's things right. happen, but like right. cling to what is good, cling to the goodness, you know, cling yeah. to the fruits of the spirit, cling to what's pure. And man, this is, I needed this today. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But also cling to trust, right? Like you may not be able to see it or feel it. And so there is a level of ultimate trust. My husband and I always say to remember the things in the dark that you believe to be true in the light, right? So there's still the things that are true in the light are still true in the dark. So, so even if there's nothing to hold on to or feel or see, um, there is a trust that you cling to in those moments because you're right. They're not, it's not always good. Certainly losing Chris was not, was not good, but we have clung to the trust that all things can be used for good. And, and so there's a whole nother side of um, widow ministry that you should talk to, but, and I won't go down that road. Are you talking um, about crowns of glory? The crown I'm talking about crown for ashes. That's it. Crown for ashes. Yeah. Oh girl. Oh, sister. I love you. I want to reach out to them. You need (laughs) to talk to Ashley. Okay. I will. She's incredible. Anyway, yes, 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 yes. God can use all of these things for good, even the bad things. And so it's really clinging to trust that, that he will. And, and not necessarily that you get to see the good things, but, but that they, they are there. I uh, just looked down at my desk and I have a little cross from a friend. Um, Her name is Donna Murphy. She's been on the podcast before, but she gave me this after my dad passed and he passed in January of this year. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you. Um, he's with Jesus. So I'll see him again, but That's I right. do miss him. Um, but the cross says my grace is sufficient for you. <sighs> and it's talking about second Corinthians 12. Absolutely. 29. Yeah. My grace is sufficient for you. Like his grace is sufficient. Like we can try and strive all we want, but chill out sister. Cause his grace is sufficient for you and for me and for Jessica, even Jessica Simpson, y'all, even <laughs> Jessica Simpson. Oh my goodness. Sadly. Is there anything else you want to share with us? I know we want to share contact info. Um, how do we get connected with let's say grace co sure. The easiest thing to do is send an email to hello at let's say grace.co or, um, go to the website and do it. Okay. You can send a message. It goes straight to me. There's not a bot or a team member or anything like that, but, um, we're going to, after the summer, put up some more public dinner dates. So hopefully once one every month and in different kind of unique locations. But if you want to get to me easily, I'm the one at the email of hello at let's say grace.co. 
This is so great. This is something to celebrate. So if this is something that you're looking to want to do here in Northwest Florida, reach out to our friend, Jessica, and thank you so much for your time. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ricky. Yes. At the end of every podcast, we always pray. So join us in prayer. Father, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi y'all, this is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs>